Hello, and welcome to the Festival Insider podcast from festivalinsider.com, your number one source of information for international festival travel and tourism, created by the community, for the community. Each show will be discussing topics of interest for our festival goers, from the instructional and the educational to the cultural. So no matter whether it's your first time at the festival or your hundredth, kick back and enjoy the show. This is the FestivalInsider.com podcast. I'm Chris, the editor and founder of FestivalInsider.com. Um, I'm joined by Mark. Hi, Mark. Good evening. Mark is my festival um, buddy. We have done countless festivals together and gigs. Um, and we're going to start this first podcast by talking a bit about our experiences of those gigs um, and what brought us together and, and what do we really enjoy um, you know about music um, but firstly I just want to cover on festivalonside.com what that's all about um, festivalonside.com is to help people like me and Mark um, f- discover new festivals um, and find out how to get there, where to stay, what to do while you're at these festivals and these fantastic places internationally that host them more on that later but firstly so Mark thanks for being here happy to be here mate Good, thank you. And um, I guess question is, how did we meet each other, is my, my first question to you. Well, we did have a little disagreement on dates earlier, didn't we? But I'm pitching it back to about 97, so probably like a good old 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, when we started uh, playing computer games. So Resident Evil springs to mind. And I think I was too young to play that game and um, probably too young to be into the same sort of bands that I was into back then as well but um, well, what was it that musically connected us do you remember I don't know I think it, I think it was that we started both just expressing a keen interest in music and then separately I think and then uh, past crossing in terms of going to gigs together and stuff I think we both went to a muse gig at Portsmouth Guildhall but I don't think we booked together I think we booked separately sort of bumped into each other there um, and then after that I think we kept more in contact and started then starting to go to gigs together and and so on and then festivals and then European festivals. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. I remember um, going to Limp Bizkit was um, a very funny gig. That was in 2003, I've got down. Um, Freebie, that. Yeah, and that was because they had to make up for not doing the tour the year before, I think. so. I think they the cancelled I think they cancelled a few gigs in 2001. And then they rearranged them, and I might be wrong here, but I think they cancelled them again, and it started getting on a little bit, because they were due to play a download festival, and they cancelled that. Um, so I think they had to put this gig on to try and keep people people on, happy. On side, yeah. But they did keep people happy that night. Uh, definitely when we went. I yeah. think, I'm pretty sure we were smuggling in vodka mud shakes in, in your socks into Finsbury Park. Um, I do remember that very well. Um, and and that really um, is probably a metaphor for, for the rest of our gig days together. That led to, yeah, that led to more. Uh, that that's how it started. So, I think from there we went to Glastonbury was our first big festival together um, in the UK, of course, um, the mother of all festivals. What do you remember about Glastonbury from two thousand and three, Mark? Mud. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was remember um, remember sort of a. Uh, 
getting the ticket late doors in car park in Winchester and sort of realised that you were going and a few others were going and the lineup was looking pretty tasty. Realised I missed out on tickets because they went on sale a long time beforehand. And this is back in the days when you could buy a ticket without having a photo slapped on it. Like and you could buy it and you'd offer someone and you'd have to pay an inflated price either, face yeah. value. Or just get a ticket for oh, a yeah, stop, which is very difficult nowadays. Um, but yeah, I remember that being, that was probably the first bit of the excitement was driving that was good. up to getting that ticket and then going to... Because that was really close to the date of the festival, wasn't it? So it wasn't like I had a big wait afterwards. It was like ticket, a couple of days, and then it was travel up there. Yeah. My first impressions was that was a long walk yeah. from the car to where we pitched the tent. That was a hell of a walk. And if you don't know where you're going at Glastonbury, uh, it's really... You, well, you, you don't know where to go the first year um, unless you're with people that have been before. Um, uh, with that in mind, there's a bit of a nod to, to what Festival Inside is all about, you know, trying to educate people on that. But we went up by Evis's farm on that first year, and I thought that was a great location because we could see the pyramid stage from our campsite from memory. And it was a really short visit down to the pyramid stage. We did that a few times, didn't we? Yeah, we, we that stayed there the following, place to go. I think it? we stayed there every year. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I deviated one year, which um, mm. I think it was the U2 year, but I was with in the company of others. So, um, but. But no, there's a great place to camp, and um, that was the start of, of what became a, a great um, decade in our 20s and early 30s, because um, we followed up uh, on Glastonbury in a couple of day trips to Reading um, by going to Zaget in Hungary, didn't we? We did, we did, we did. We did Glastonbury fuse on the spin, didn't we? We did 2003, 2004, you did 2005, we did 2007, I think, together. And then we thought, we need to start taking this elsewhere. <laughs> I think that led to a Zaget. And that was, a, I went in 2010, uh, and Zaget is in Budapest in Hungary. It's a seven-day festival, uh, and it's absolutely fantastic. Highly, highly recommended if you have the endurance factor. And I went, again, on a whim because a university friend had a ticket, and... Um, couldn't uh, someone else had pulled out uh, and so he, he said you know hey it's available but we're going by coach and it takes 24 hours and and I said that's fine um, and I, was it fine it, it wasn't on the way back it was horrendous I was covered in body paint from the last night and, and smelling of the fields but um, you know the poor people on that bus so you spent two, da- two days of your life on a bus, yeah. going, going to and from a festival. But the, the way there, as always is the case, is so exciting because we went from London. I hadn't actually seen what these people looked like either. I think this might have even been, well, I guess Facebook was around, but I, I hadn't had any uh, real interaction with them in person at all. Um, and so I saw this guy and I said, hey, Will, you know, it's me and hey, it's you. And, and that was it, shook hands, here's the ticket, let's, let's get on board the bus. And then we went through, God, you know, Austria and Germany and... Um, Czech Republic um, to get to to Hungary and it was it was fantastic just that trip getting there and it really made it exciting um, but I think the thing for me that really made Zaget really special was again the, the people were fantastic um, the weather was fantastic um, and some of the kind of technology and innovation they put around making people feel really welcome and and giving the festival goes the best experience you know the absence of queues was noticeable um the top-up systems were fantastic um 
I always remember when you came back from there, you were, you were buzzing for days after you recovered from the bus ride, but you were sort of saying, oh, you've got to do this festival, we've got to go. And I think quickly after that, when the tickets did come available, you got me on board and we, we booked up, but on one condition that I didn't have to enjoy that bus ride. <laughs> so we decided to take the plane because we thought it would be a lot easier. We did take the plane and that was a much better idea. Yeah. And you get three Johnny Walkers on the plane. You do indeed, yeah, a lot of them. But I was, yeah, that was that was the way to do it. There was there was no way you were getting me on that bus. And I think, it, yeah, there, the, bearing in mind, there's so many different ways of getting to these festivals. It really just is, is what is your preference and how much time do you have to give? Because getting to the festival can be an experience in itself, you know, um, especially if it's in mainland Europe and you can camp on the way, you can drive. Um, and I think that's one of the beauties of, especially these city festivals, which are incredibly popular, um, is that idea of, of getting there and staying at places along the way is completely open now. You, you make a festival your own trip, which is really, really appealing to me. Well, it can come part of a holiday as well, can't it? And like you said, with the trip there, you, if, if you've got time, then brilliant. You can stop a few places along the way and sort of make that part of the journey part of the trip. Obviously, our one for that one was just getting there and getting back, and the festival was it, but... I'd quite happily do that bus trip, providing we had places to stop maybe for one or two nights yeah. on the way. Yeah, and I, I think it was, yeah, it was on the way there. We actually stopped and did a transfer in Prague uh, at four in the morning or six. It's something quite absurd, and it's a very uh, strange and lonely place, the, the Prague bus station, if you're there at that time. Uh, we did not have the currency for that country. Um, we were not prepared for that at all, but it just so happened that the girl I was with on the bus had been chatting to one of the locals and he was commuting to London every two weeks to see his family and, and, and work and bring money home and things. And he said, hey, come for a beer. So it's great. So four, five, six in the morning. Firstly, that's incredible. Thanks, Prague, that you can get a beer at that time. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, to be treated uh, while we're waiting for the bus is the best thing. So good people from the, the Czechs. So they get a, a, a tick in my box. Um, so I guess what, what kind of difficulties have we had getting to to gigs or understanding what we know about gigs mark any memories losing the bags yeah losing bags that remember that was a bit of a difficulty oh, sort of having to wait around to the airport and you're sort of keeping one eye on the watch thinking oh, this band's starting in a bit we've got to get the tent up wear these bags and on another plane and stuff that was difficulty but we couldn't have done anything about that that was out of our control i've had a few problems through the years not maybe not planning things as properly as I should do and then obviously that's come back to haunt me but most of this has been overcome by better planning yeah I do remember leaving to get the year uh, we went with our friend Rachel who has also written a post for Festival Insider because she now lives in Prague which is fantastic so do read that um, but I think we spent far too long in a sort of a water sports uh, pool on the way out of the festival do you remember lounging and um, it dawned on us that we did need to get back to the airport and we were possibly going to be late because uh, we didn't understand that the train didn't go all the way. It was having some works. Do you remember that? I do. Just Uber it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You can get anywhere by Uber. That's true. Um, so, yeah, planning definitely a thing. Is language a problem anymore? You know, do people have problems talking to the locals or understanding what's going on? I think we were discussing this the other day and I think... Wherever I've gone away on holiday, um, even if it's been for a festival or not and stuff, it's, you learn a little bit of the language to help you get a bar. And I think just learning a little bit of the language helps you go a long way. Any problems we've encountered and stuff, I sort of remember once in, when we went to Benacassin, we got lost. And I remember trying to 
piece some Spanish together to help help us get there. And this friendly Spanish barman locked up his bar and actually drove us to the festival. And I still think to this day that if we didn't have made the effort to try and break that language barrier and stuff, that that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But um, yeah, language I don't think has been too too much of a problem. That's good. That's a great example of, yeah, I think if you do muck in and learn enough to get by, that then good things come your way. I mean, uh, what a hero. You'll have to go back and thank that guy. Um, not being too disparaging to the UK, but, you know, I, I think there is a difference where you, you get, um, you know, that kind of attitude abroad is, is, is really good. And we've always experienced, uh, had some really good experiences when we've been abroad um, with people genuinely trying to help each other out and have, have a good time. positive mindset, don't you? You go there, polite, positive mindset, and that'll get you a long way as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I think another thing that I personally like about going abroad was a couple, but certainly, you know, I think maybe touched on the, the weather as being something you just don't get any, you know, you don't get reliable weather in the UK, and, and the affordability of festivals, again, abroad, outside of the UK, it tends to be so much better. Um what what are your experiences of you know how much things cost um, you know abroad compared to here? If I look back at Seguet when we went we went there in two thousand and eleven stuff like the prices was just incredible. They sort of I think like I don't know how much it is over these days, but we were probably paying just under five pound a, a pint for a beer in England at a festival. I reckon mm. about that time. And over there, what was the cost? I I think I remember it being between seventy and and £1.20 or something like that at the time and that's in the festival as well yeah it was so you just yeah, you always feel like you're getting value for money you never feel like you're getting ripped off we always found that sort of like value for money um, just everything the queue time stuff and the lineups have always been yeah they just it's good really good so there are definitely some positives about travelling and um, uh, I guess to, to, to start to wrap things up on our first podcast um festivalinsider.com is here to make those decisions easier when you do travel uh, and when you do want to take on a new experience so there's plenty of opportunities for you guys out there to contribute to the website you can review festivals you can add your own listings of businesses that you recommend to festival travelers or festival listings you can add um, you can also support by FAQs um, or doing vlogging and a variety of things for us. So, so be in touch if you're interested in helping out the community. Um, but for now, I just want to say thanks again to Mark. Thank you. And um, we'd like to come back with some more podcasts in the future, um, starting with what are the lineups look like this year in 2020. Uh, and I hope to be joined for some other friends then. So until then, thanks.